You're listening to the Tidy Revival Podcast, where we explore the stories and emotions behind decluttering and home organization. I'm your host, Carly Adams, home organizer and creator of the clutter-free home process. Now, this is the time where I remind you that this is not a show for little ears. If your kids are in the room, please pause now. This show has an explicit rating. We're going deep. We're going through your shit while we're going through your shit. Now, let's get started. Question of the week. Every time I try and get organized, my family destroys everything within a day. This comes up a lot. And I've had a number of folks tell me that they don't want to necessarily start decluttering and organizing because they have felt that it is never going to be done. And if you've ever felt that way, know that you're not alone. I want to encourage people to get started because as we talk about all the time, decluttering an organization, it's not so much this project that's going to be a one and done, but more of a lifestyle change that will make it easier to maintain over time. But those habits, the building blocks of them are really important so that you can maintain it a lot easier over time. And it just gets easier and easier and easier to make decisions along the way once you start flexing that decluttering muscle, creating homes, and just kind of get into that habit. Just like your other healthy habits of getting enough sleep or hydrating, it's going to be a little bit consistently versus, you know, it's essentially a marathon, not a sprint. Once you have decluttered and created homes for things, the maintenance is really the easiest part because you've already made those decisions created homes. So from there, you're mostly just resetting and it's a lot easier to then recognize what is clutter and if it is clutter to make decisions about it, whether it needs to go or you need to create new homes or you need to reevaluate systems along the way. So it's really about habit forming and having the help and accountability along the way to get it done. If you have more questions or you have something that you would like to add to the question of the week, feel free to message me You can DM me on Instagram or you can email me carly at tidyrevival.com. Welcome to the podcast. So excited that you're here. This is the second half of my conversation with Paul Arai, who happens to be one of my favorite people and lucky for me, my brother-in-law. If you missed the first half of this convo, I would say pause now, go back to last week and check it out. We're discussing how organization makes a difference in practical applications in real life situations. And we didn't want to worry about how long the conversation was going to be. So decided to make it a two-parter. So I'm just going to dive on into where we left off. Okay. So let's fast forward. How, you know, I know you said you've been a firefighter for 16 years now, which is wild. How did you, how did you get started in that? Okay. Well, it's a long story. Sorry. <laughs> Everything. I feel like I'm a long story. Good. We're going to cut it in two parts. Okay. Perfect. So <laughs> what, why I became a firefighter? Well, so we decided to sell the restaurant as a family. Mm-hmm. It was, the, well, my mom wanted to sell and I was just like, no, 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 we keep it going. And it just came to a point where it wasn't good anymore. It was just was too stressful. And it was, I don't know, I just was, I was over it. And so I wanted to sell it and get out and do something new. And I was 25. Yeah. So 
from there though, I didn't, I had to drop out of college to do this. I had to, I didn't have any other working experience. Like I said, I've only known the restaurant since I was my first steps. So now the journey became, what do I do? Mm-hmm. What am I good at? What can I, what do I like? And it was, it was, it took, it took a little bit. I had a good customer acquaintance who was pretty high up in the CHP world. And he was like, yeah, come over. Like, you got to check it out. It's good pay and all this stuff. And I was like, oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. Like, yeah, that sounds really great. And my best friend at the time, or he still is, he's a firefighter and his dad's a firefighter. And so he was like, what? No, what are you talking about? He's like, you got to come over to a fire. And I was like, really? I was like, firefighting? I was like, I don't know. I did not have like the go get her attitude on that. I was just like, really? What is, what do you even do? And which is so silly because if I look back in my life, we've been friends since I can't even remember when we actually met, but I think we were like kindergarten or something like that. Like, oh, wow. Yeah. So I've known Frankie for like a long, long time. And so we, what's surprising is that we would do, you know, school, you had career reports, right? You had to find, pick a career, pick a career, you know, do a report, blah, 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 all that stuff. And so I actually did reports on firefighting multiple times yes, because I would just tag along. He was like, oh yeah, we'll just go visit my dad or his coworkers, you know, ask him questions. He's like, yeah, sure, whatever. And so I, th- I had no interest at the time. And so I was just like, okay, cool. And so I learned a little bit about firefighting in that sense. And he he was all about it. ROP out of high school, two years out of high school, he got picked up and he was like one of the youngest that got hired at the time. So he, you know, full blown and took off and was like, Oh, that's cool. That's great. And so now he's telling me like, yeah, you got to do it. And I was like, I don't know, whatever, but it's, it kind of speak my interest. I was like, okay, like, you know, I'll, I'll look into it. And so there were two events that well, almost like three events after that time of the, talking to him about it there are three there are two medical emergencies or actually no yeah two medical emergencies two vehicle accidents that i like witnessed or was kind of got involved after the fact the first one was there was a diabetic emergency at the restaurant and it was prime time lunch crowd busy we were like just rushing to you know finish all the orders and everything and one of our really good customers her mom collapsed at the front and she's like screaming. And I'm like, I don't know what's going on. I was like, okay, I'm just so involved in like making the food and trying to pump it out. And she's like calling for help. And I'm like, what, what the heck? And she's calling my name. I'm like, I don't know what to do. Like, what what do you want me to? So I just run over. I'm like, I don't know what to do. And, and luckily we were close to Kaiser. So one of the nurses was having lunch. So they stepped in and all those things. And so she was fine afterwards. Like she came and visited me, but she, it was fair definitely scary she was like she was out she was passed out and so it was definitely an emergency but yeah that's kind of stuck to me where where i'm like this person i know is screaming for me to help them and i have no i i was helpless yeah couldn't do anything and so it really sucked it kind of bugged me and then there's another emergency that happened and and then there was a vehicle accident in front of the restaurant. I heard it happen and everything. And I was on my break. So I run out there and I'm trying to help these people. And there was this guy that was tell, like kind of bossing, not bossing, but he was, he's very confident in what he knew. And he mm-hmm. was telling people like, we got to do this. We got to do that. And I was like, well, I, th- I think we got to move the cars because it's a very dangerous, there's kind of a blind corner, a lot of cars speed. So let's get everyone to safety. Let's get these cars out of the way. 
you know, in my mind, I think there's going to be another wreck, you know? And he's like, no, we got to leave it because insurance and, you know, the, they're going to need all these stuff and blah, blah, blah. And when CHP shows up, what's the first thing you do? You get these cars out of the way. It's a dangerous blind corner, you know, all that stuff. So I was like, okay, so I was right. Yeah. And it made sense to me. And so it could, that kind of stuck. I was like, well, this random person is, you know, confident barking orders. And I, we all followed because we didn't know any better. Mm-hmm. And that stuck to me. It was like, man, what? Why did he know? And I didn't, but then he ended up being wrong. It's like, I want to know. I want to yeah. know so I can help people in that, in that time. And we were driving down to LA for a baseball tournament and I play like a men's league at the time. And so we were doing a tournament and it was on I-5 and there's a vehicle fire, like a car that caught on fire. It looked like there was an accident and it was rolled over and all this stuff. And there were like so many people were out trying to help. And in my mind, I'm thinking like, do I pull over? What do I do? And I was like, no, I can't. Cause if I do, then it's going to cause this traffic that we already just like, caused, you know, and the ambulance and the firefighters won't be able to get here. So it's like, we, the best thing is to just get out of the way. Yeah. And so I went there and on the way back, I was like, you know what? I think I want to be a firefighter. It oh. just kind of came to me and it was, I want to be, so I, I personally call it divine intervention, you know, kind of a God's plan where it's put these events in my life where it's like, Hey, you know, I think this is for you. And, I can't tell you that how much or how it changed me because it it is for me. Like when oh, I, it it <laughs> is a hundred percent for you. Well, I didn't know at the time, but <laughs> when I started, I was like, "This is it!" Like the first class, first day of class, was like, "Yes, I'm a hundred percent on board, a thousand percent. I'm going to do it, and I'm going to do whatever it takes to become a firefighter." Yeah, and so that set me on the journey to be a firefighter. Amazing. Yeah. And I've seen you work your ass off. I mean, going to the new firehouse that you're at now, you know, you had to start all over again. And I saw how, how much physical effort and also, you know, studying and just effort too. Oh my gosh. Besides doing all of that work, just in general, we're very proud of you. you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Are we friends on social media yet? Whether your jam is Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, or Facebook, follow us at Tidy Revival for tips and updates. Okay, so you have a lot of experience in this realm on trucks, in an ambulance, yes, right, and yes. then even on a fire boat. Right, right. I don't. Is- so this is a, so I went. I worked in Central Valley as a firefighter for fourteen years, and now two years, and I'm in the Bay Area. Yeah. And so now we have ocean, you know, we're fireboat, all that stuff. Yeah. And so those are all new to me. So it's very exciting. Uh, even though I've been a firefighter for a while, like these are new adventures and new things I have to learn, stressors, <laughs> organizing, organizing all the new stuff that I have to do and learn. So yeah. what would you say are some of the key functions of a well-organized firehouse, fire truck? Part two of that would be, how can you bring those principles to your home? Great question. What I teach or tell the new guy, new firefighters that come in uh, and kind of share my experience, and this is kind of holds true to most fire departments or most firefighters. We organized, we have to organize in simplicity because the way we do our work is a high stress. And when you're go, when you do a high stress job or you're in this, in the moment, you fall back or you shouldn't, yeah, I guess that would be the proper term. You fall back to your training, Mm -hmm. right? So the things that you do 
all the time or they're used to. Mm-hmm. You don't excel. You don't you know come up to it because at that time it's it's super high stress and there's so many things going on that your brain can only process so much. Mm-hmm. And because that buffer you naturally will go back to your minimal training that you have inherent inside you. So the way we organize is simple. We keep things very simple, the KISS method, if you will. Mm. But on top of the KISS method, we also logically organize it. Mm-hmm. So for example, if we have a like a water type of call, we go to the compartment that has all our water equipment you know, or a vehicle extrication, we have a compartment with all our extrication stuff. Mm. So, so it's, it's, is that someone that like needs to get cut out of a car? Yeah. So like the jaws of life is what some people it. call it, the call it or just their extrication tools. Got it. So, so it's more of a scenario based mm-hmm. organization and not a logical, like hey, A through Z or one, two, you know, one, two, three, four. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily like that. It's more, what do I need to do this? And they're all right there. So mm-hmm. it's, I don't have to run around picking tools up here and there mm-hmm. the ambulance is the same type of thing we're airway you know if you're at the head of the patient all your airway adjuncts and things like that are within reach mm-hmm. you don't have to crawl over someone else to get this and that you know or the drugs that we have to give they're all in a section and they're all you know clearly visible and you don't have to dig through things you don't have to move things out of the way it's just boom grab go you know open up go like so they're they're all organized in that category mm-hmm. yeah or scenario based that's awesome. Yeah. And that, that organization or the way we organize is definitely a, not to put weight on it, but you know, seconds matter or time does definitely has a factor. And so we train and we set up ourselves for success in that sense of, okay, what is going to kill this pa- or why, what do we need to do to prevent this patient from dying? Yeah. Right. So those are the major things that we go through. So even protocols in the county and their medical protocols and things like that essentially stem around that. Like, yeah. what can we do to basically stop what's wrong with them? Yeah. Right. And, and so we go through the list and it's very, very simple. I shouldn't say simple because it's very technical, but it's laid out simply like a flow chart. Yeah. You know, and like if this, then that. Exactly. Yes, exactly. no, next. And if this is going on, don't do this or, yeah. you know, so things that we look for. So, but we're always, we have to train all the time to keep that fresh in our mind. So it comes out fast. Yeah. You no, know? and there's minimal delays, if you will. Yeah. But so for the restaurant to the firefighting, is that organization that I was able to use really helped me succeed as a firefighter because mm-hmm. then I could see, hey, if we have a, this type of call, I already know in my mind, these are the things I'm going to need to make myself successful. Like an ingredient list. Exactly. Exactly. So I, I know I need these things. Yeah. And I can also go, hey, I know what my primary thing that I'm going to grab or the tool or whatever it is. And then what my secondary thing. And if that doesn't work, what am I going to do now? Mm-hmm. You know? So it was like critical thinking also. It helps me critical think. Mm-hmm. think. So for me, like organization wise, like even little bit, little things that I'm trying to manage the family, I'm trying to, you know, the kids yelling and all this stuff. And I'm trying to make sure I got this going and that going. I, I just naturally organize those things and almost compartmentalize it and go, okay, what do I need to do? What's going to take the longest? And how can I fill those gaps of waiting in between? And this is how I'm going to manage my time. Yeah. And so it, the time management really, really helped me succeed as a firefighter. And what, what, what are like your key 
I don't know, like if I had to say like, okay, how do you, how are you successful at managing your time? What would you say some of the key things you do are? Preparation, being prepared and looking at actually helping myself prepare. So if it's knowledge or like weather or things that I anticipate that I may need or that I have that may come up or that might be challenging, I prepare ahead of time before that does happen. So there's a lot of preparation and daily, nightly, actually, even before I go to work, I have to start getting in that mindset. And so is my equipment ready to go? Is my uniform ready to go? Okay, when I get to work, is everything in place? I have to check everything. I have to make sure all those things are there. And so it's a good 15, 20 minutes at least of just looking at all the stuff that I need and making sure it's there. And if it's not, you know, back filling it up or restocking or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so that preparation helps with the low stress level because I'm a low stress level type of person. I like I like not having to stress out. And I don't, I'm not sure if everyone feels that way, but I sure I'm sure people don't like stress. Like they don't seek it out. So the less stress for me is is that. So I'm willing to take the time to prepare what I need to do or organize what I need to organize, and it may take me longer, but I'm basically buying time later. Yeah. Right. So what I do today or what I do right now will help me in the near future or even in the more distant future. Mm -hmm. And so that's where I think the what we can do or I guess what organization or what, you know, thinking in those terms applies to life saving measures. Right. It's all about having what can I do to make my life easier. So for the preparation part, just to so do a correlation, I get my uniform and all that stuff for work. Well, you do the same thing for work, right? You lay out your clothes and all that stuff and yeah. you're like, boom, out the door, you know, yeah. easy. So there's, you already cut out the stressor of the initial morning routine. There's no stress because everything's in place and you're out the door. Well, that's even, you know, things like in c- talking about practical applications. That's one of the reasons why I keep more of a simplified wardrobe now. Yeah, right. So that I can just be like, bottom top go. I know it fits. I know I like it. Exactly. I know I look good in it. Yeah. I don't have to think, I don't have to, I don't, I don't have to these days and I haven't for years really have to like try on an outfit and be like, what do I think? Maybe not. Okay. Next. You know, I'm not doing that because I've, because I've tried them all at the beginning of this season. Mm -hmm. Like unless my weight fluctuates like drastically in two months, it's fine. You know, well, it can, if you just come over more for dinner, <laughs> I know that's what I hear. That's why I'm like, I'm busy. <laughs> just kidding. I never say that. I'm always like, yes, please. But I heard you talk about some other things too, that made me think of practical applications from the firehouse to home. And that's like, you know, when you're talking about kits, I'm like, oh my gosh, that's like when you're in a, a playroom and maybe parents have like art kits, mm-hmm. like, do we want to play with crayons? Well, I don't have to take out like a giant tub of like all sorts of art project stuff. I could take out like yep. the crayon box yep. or the Play-Doh tub or the sand toys for the yep. beach. Right now I just got another on our run. So like weekly we get supplies for different client sessions. And this week I threw in a, a container for me because I have my summer bag with like all my pool toys mm-hmm. and it's just been in the closet, but it's in this prime real estate spot where I am like touching that thing every day. Yeah. I'm like, it is January. Get out of my face. Yeah. I will see you in May. Cause it gets hot quickly here, but until then you need to be put away. And I need you like in a closet where I can get you easily. And I'm putting the bag, the bag will go in the bin too. So I can just grab it again. But yeah. 
it just needs to get out of my face for now. Hundred percent, and that's where the the to me like exactly what you said. I feel like it's what I said too about the fire service. You know, we're, we're how we're compartmentalizing, organizing, organizing. So exactly that. That's it. That's it. You know. Yeah. So we do the same thing. <laughs> yeah, except you save people. Well, sometimes. And I save people energy. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the same. The the emotional aspect of the mental health aspect of it is huge. Uh, Very huge. It's. It's, it's definitely rewarding. I'm not going to say my job is as rewarding as yours because I can't even imagine, but it's rewarding. So that's good. We need need you in people's lives too. They need you. Thank you. You just need a a 911 organizer. Yeah, exactly. Well, (laughs) (laughs) the new project for you. (laughs) It's like that show Nanny 911. Oh man. HGTV. Are you listening? No, I'm just kidding. This episode is brought to you by the Clutter-Free Home Process, my online course community that teaches you the process I use with every client, including how to declutter and get things out of your home. Yes, including the tough stuff. We're also going to create simple systems and learn how to maintain it, all with personalized support and accountability along the way for six months. Learn more at tidyrevival.com forward slash course. You see a lot of things that civilians don't really have insight into, and if people only took away one thing from this conversation, what would you want it to be? Great question. Uh, so there's so, I don't know how to answer that in a um, PG manner. <laughs> well, this is an explicit show, so you can yeah, probably just. But there's, you know, there's, uh, um, you don't need to hear about what my wife says, you know, like, the blood and guts thing. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. So, oh man, like safety is important. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Only you could prevent forest fires. Recycle kids. Stay in school. Yeah, I think the. So I'm trying to relate it to like organization and things like that. But to me, the emotional aspect of it is really what I would compare or what I would point out. You know, it's like I I have a high stress job in certain sometimes. Because not, you know, we don't, I'm not running a call after call after call every day. Sometimes it is, but not every day. And they're not all super high stressor type jobs where I'm seeing traumatic events or I'm trying to work through traumatic events and, and things like that. Like, but th- it is there. And the things that there are, I guess in life, it's already high stress events there. There's you, it's going to happen, right? Regardless of what we do unless we you know live under a rock as they say or in a cave but we're going to run into high stress events at that are out of out of our control and if we can just manage the little stressors at home it will help us that much more to be able to deal with that high stress type stuff and so that's where i feel is really important that organization and being able to i wouldn't say cleanse but kind of cleanse you know or or give yourself a reset or give your life you know a happiness if you will and 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 one way you can do it is by being organized and being take that is in your control to not stress about. Yeah. You know, and if you can build on that, you can build outside of your house too. Yeah. Or, you know, you're going into work at work, maybe, or at um, whatever place or wherever place that you need to go, you know, as it helps you be in that moment, it helps you be focused on that task at hand or enjoying the moment. Mm-hmm. Right? It helps you enjoy that moment rather than stressing about, oh, I forgot this. I forgot that. Oh, this would have made the party so much better or the event so much better. Like all that is, is won't 
be there. You just yeah. be able to enjoy it, you know? And so I think that would be the biggest thing is that the stresses are huge. And that's what I've learned in my job. And I've actually taken on project at work. It's a pilot program and it's a mental health car. So oh, yeah. we, <clears throat> excuse me, we go on mental health patients a lot, but it's not just that it's crisis unit. It's, it's called the mobile crisis unit. So anyone who's in a crisis, that doesn't have to be a mental health thing either. So at, at work, I've taken on a new pilot program. I'm involved in a new pilot program for mobile crisis unit. And it is a unit that goes out for not just mental health or like people suffering from mental health, but it's also regular people that just had a crisis, you know, at the time. And we go and we try to diffuse the situation or and then also help them get tools to, to take, to not take care of it, but to process whatever they're going through. And it's been a very successful program. And actually multiple cities have started doing this. It's a very new program all around. Mm -hmm. And we work under a clinician, a licensed clinician and social workers. And it's like, a, it's a definitely a team approach. Mm -hmm. But with that, with all the training that I've gone, that I have to go through, or I have gone through, we talk about stressors and talk about mental health and, you know, things like that. And it is a very, I don't know if mo a lot of people realize, but stress is a killer. <laughs> like it's yeah. stress has so much negative effect on your body and just your demeanor and your mental health. And it's not, it's not just a mental, it's definitely physical. It's both, right? Mm -hmm. That's, that's a big point. Stress is both. Mm -hmm. And so with that, if you can manage that, then you're just that far ahead of the game, mm -hmm. right? In life and, and whatever it is, you just take your one step closer to being even better. You know? mm -hmm. So yeah, exactly. And so baby steps to do that. And you know, that's like one of the main things I wanted to share is, is that. Yeah. Awesome. I appreciate it because this is what you do for work. You're out in the field mm -hmm. and the, you know, and it's just kind of bringing it together. I love that we've been talking to people about how, how it's all intertwined and why it matters Yes. in yeah. real world scenarios. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And you can be proud that Know, the more you're organized, the more you're similar to, you know, high stress jobs that you can manage. You can manage stress better. <laughs> right. We got this guy. One more thing that I wanted to share was when, so I, I this actually relates to fitness, my fitness journey. Mm. So I was a yoga instructor, personal trainers certification during that journey. It was the things I would teach or share with the clients were it's a lifestyle change. You have to accept that it's, it's going to be a new you. Right? Mm -hmm. It's a new life and it's wonderful. It's great. And that's what's going to ultimately lead to your success because it is a change in you, you know, in a positive manner. And, you know, accepting that is, is beautiful. But if you, and I don't want to sound negative because it's not, but in order to have change in your life in that manner, you have to shed your old life. You yeah. have to kind of close that chapter. You know, you have to accept the fact that, hey, that's the old me the old way I did things. And now I want change. I want something new in my life. And this new can be scary. It can be frightening, but it's baby steps. And it doesn't have to be frightening in a manner of like, you're throwing everything out or, you know, you're changing the, who you are, your identity. It's nothing like that. It's, it's an evolution of you. Mm -hmm. It's just how you're going to like yourself even more. You're going to like life even more because of how new, you know, the changes in your life. Right. Yeah. And so that's one thing that I've learned in my journey is, is that, is that I have to give up 
these old ways that were not helping me, or maybe they just needed tweaks, but that tweak is new and it's a new thing that I have to accept. So like an example for my fitness, the fitness journey was, Hey, if you have trouble going to the gym, then take a new route home, maybe swing by the gym first, you know, or if you need to do a project, do that first before you come in, take off your shoes or whatever it is, put the keys down, turn the car off, maybe stop before you turn the car off. Like, Hey, I need to do something for five minutes real quick. Whether it's meditation or a self-help quote or whatever you need to catch up on, take that second or minutes before you get into work or before you come home. And that's that's a change. Mm -hmm. That's a change in a positive manner. And that will start to lead to a new change, a new life and more changes that are just helping you become, you know, just better version of yourself or a happier version of what you want to see in your life. Yeah. And piggybacking onto that, I think it's really it's really interesting when you start to dig into kind of the cause and effect of what your choices in your lifestyle are. And this is not pointing fingers. So if anyone feels personally attacked, just know I'm not talking about you. I've been asked that on the podcast before. It's not, it's not <laughs> you. I see this all the time. Yeah, right, right. So folks come to me and I specifically market that I help people with too much stuff. So folks come to me because they're overwhelmed with too much stuff. Right, right. Because of that, I use decluttering as the foundation of everything I do. I say that all the time too. Decluttering is the foundation of everything I do. But with that also comes a needed lifestyle change if we want to have any sustainable yes. long-term change. Yes, yes. Because we can't use decluttering as the foundation we can't simplify your life that has too much stuff if we're then constantly bringing in things at the same rate. Mm -hmm. It the the true long term change requires you to think about what your habits are now and how you can tweak them. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that you need to change into a whole new person, but we do often re need to like reexamine. Like if you have, you know, fifty samples of lotion. Then the next time you go traveling, maybe take some of them with you instead of bringing home the ones that you have from the, the hotel, like yeah. just leave them or just use them all while you're there, you know, all 50, all 50, <laughs> just take a nice lotion back, like, like head to toe, hydrate guys, <laughs> you just hydrate that skin. <laughs> and that's a change. <laughs> and that's a change. We can be covered in lotion. This is, I'm not saying all the changes are good. Some of them are weird, but that's what we talk about here. <laughs> Absolutely. But, but yeah, like the, a, a change needs to happen for you, for you yeah. to grow. And it's organization. I always say it is, it's, it's not just about pretty bins. Mm -hmm. It's not just about sorting. Yep. It's about removing yeah. and then like a long-term change. Now, I don't know about you, but I definitely feel when I have a success in a change, it sparks a fire. Like, Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. It, it's like, I don't know how to describe it, but it's, it's great. It's like, wow, I'm motivated, you know, <laughs> I'm a new person or just this little win, you know, whatever it is. It's like, man, Hey, I, I did what I was set, set my goal or what I, you know, wanted to do. And I succeeded. I did it. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, so it's so rewarding, you know, in that, in that manner. And we, we talk about in our private community, we talk about the snowball effect mm -hmm. and how, why that's why we set little goals yes. so we can get those wins faster. Sure. So it's not like I decluttered my living room right. or actually I like to start with, I do example of the bedroom. Cause it's just easier to pinpoint the pr trouble spots for everybody, but it'll be like, it's not, I declutter my bedroom. It's 
I decluttered the top of my dresser. Yeah. Yes. I yes, decluttered yes. under the bed. hundred percent. I decluttered my side table yep. and every single one of those wins we're celebrating mm-hmm. together to yeah. high five each other. Right. And it helps keep you motivated to have more wins. And you know what, with that being said, if you have to declutter your like nightstand more than once, that's okay. Right. That's we're finding that system. We're finding what works. Yeah. And that's even a bigger success because oh, yeah. you went back to it and said, yep. Hey, you know what? I recognize that I did it, but also it wasn't, you know, I, I just needed to tweak something to make it right. Yep. And boom, that's a, that's a, that's bigger than the initial, in my opinion, because you did the whole self-check, right? Yep. You checked in with yourself, you checked your work and said, you know what? I'm okay with changing it because it, it helps me and, yep. and you did it again. So yep. that's, that's huge. And, and to that point too, there's going to be some spots that just they're, everyone's going to have their clutter hotspots. Yes. Yes. I do this for a living. I declutter for a living. And if you think that the my clutter hotspot isn't a pile of clothes next to my side of the bed, you are wrong. And it's not laundry. It's just like, well, that's my bathroom. Well, that's my pajamas. Yeah. And like on my best days, I'm putting them away right away. Yeah. And on my worst days, there's a little bit of a pile and that's all right. That's okay. That's, that's okay. That's all right. I clean that pile a hundred times a year right. Right. and it's fine. Yeah. That's so it. We're not looking for perfection here, guys. Yeah. And I I kind of operate in a um in a trigger way. Like if it gets to an X, then I want to like, you know what? I need to change my priorities. Mm-hmm. Right. So if I have something that's kind of getting out of hand, I'm like, okay, pause. I know other, other things are important, but I kind of have to put it all on the back burner because I need to focus on things that's something that's gonna get out of hand. Yeah. And we all have we all know, like you know when you're like, oh my gosh, when that pile gets that size. I'm over it. Like I can't yeah. do it anymore. You know, I, I need someone else to do it. Mm-hmm. So you're already, you know, but you know, just checking in with yourself, you know, where that trigger is. And if you don't, then you'll learn you easily. Know. Right. Like, yeah. So, and it's a repetitive thing. So it's, you know, once again, it doesn't, it's not a stressful situation. It's just finding yourself, you know, finding what your triggers are, finding your limitations, finding where you need to step in. Yeah. And it's okay to pause on the other things that are important to take care of something that's going to need to be taken care of now, mm-hmm. you know, and, and then you'll, and for my journey, you'll learn that, you know what, if I just don't do that, then I won't have to deal with it later. hundred percent. Right. That's the, the, my bed. Exactly. Or if there's like two pieces of clothing and I'm like, well, let's just nip this in the bud right now. Right. And then that's a 10 second thing. Exactly. Versus like a 10 minute thing, exactly. a 20 minute thing. And, you know, and that's huge for, you know, people that don't want like loads of laundry like you don't want to spend your whole Saturday doing laundry and folding well guess what maybe get a smaller hamper right yeah it forces you to have to do laundry because or you just let it pile up and now it goes on the floor and it's just exposed yeah but whatever you need you know try it to see if that will help you or if you don't like to do it all day Saturday maybe do like a baby load mm-hmm. multiple times yes, a week exactly that's just a lot faster to that's fold so and get away yep and you're like, boom, 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 done. And that's the stressor for me is like running out of like socks um, or underwear. Because then I have to wear Rachel's underwear. It's like uncomfortable yeah. for me. Yeah. You know, it's not she my gets, cut. She gets you know? mad. Yeah. You know, she has a bigger butt. So like, yeah. this doesn't fit right. So, mm-hmm. But yeah, she talks about that a lot in the sister thread. I know. Like a lot. Yeah. Did you see the picture where, where Becca's shorts? No. <laughs> It was that is a family vacation. Yeah. You don't remember that? No, I don't. I'm watching it. We went to Utah. Oh, so, yeah. 
<sighs> yeah, I do. Sorry, I do. I I may sound monotone, but I'm definitely like I do crazy stuff a lot. It helps me. Oh it gosh. helps me entertain myself. It's <laughs> entertaining for me too. This is why yeah. I, I am so mom, happy. Actually, with her. I think your mom has a picture. <laughs> Amazing. I'm like that. I did not see that picture, but yeah. I will request it now. We'll put it in the show notes, guys. No, just, <laughs> just tag right there at the it's bottom. Just, of that. We'll put that. Add it on the blog. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was one of those like you know '80s rock videos, you know, the Daisy Dukes. Oh, perfect! I'm gonna have to show you a funny picture on our fridge. <laughs> it's with Corey and his brother, and they're wearing their extensions, but it looks like they both have mullets. Oh it's, yes, it's yes. awesome. It's in now, you know. It's back. Yeah, it's back. You know, let's do Business it. in the front, party in the back. So. I think I'm gonna do it. Oh yeah, me too. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Twinsies. Yeah. A funny story of the twinsy thing. I did I, the old the old department that I was working at. I had a, a chief, and he was pretty like straight arrow type of chief. You know, he wanted he's like always about like presentation, uniform. Like he really like straight arrow. Like does outside of work, he was a jokester, but at work, he's like super serious. And so uh, we were doing something on the cell phone, and he had the same case that I had. So I pulled mine out. I was like, "Oh, look, twinsies!" <laughs> and it flopped. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he pretended that i didn't like he completely ignored the fact that i did that and just continued the conversation i was like oh okay yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh that's amazing oh my gosh also you just got me to start on the podcast yeah. so thank you for that <laughs> oh thank you so much for being here today absolutely thank oh. you for having me really appreciate it Hey, hon, are you looking to jumpstart your organization? Check out my free printable decluttering guide to give you inspiration on where to start. Just head to tidyrevival.com forward slash guide to get started. Where can folks find you if they want to stay in contact with you? Well, I have an Instagram. It's the sushi life on Instagram. I think it's just at the sushi life, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's it. So you can see some photos that I do at work or at home or it's a lot of food porn. Yeah. It's just food mainly. I don't do too much anything else on there. Mm -hmm. It's absolutely, I, you know, I don't get jealous often, (laughs) but when I do, it's usually of your coworkers. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's uh, been doing a pretty good spreads lately. (laughs) (laughs) Great job. Well, thanks again. Absolutely. Thank you. Review of the week. This is from MHKLUG and it says Carly is the best. Thank you. Thank you. I love Carly's organizing philosophy so much and I'm excited that she has a podcast now to get her inspiration out to the world. Great person, great organizer, great listen. Thank you so much. I really, really appreciate your kind words on here and I appreciate every rate and review of the podcast. If you would like to rate and review, we really appreciate it. It helps us spread the word and you can do that on wherever you're listening to this podcast. Thank you for tuning in today. If you want to learn more about how I can help you, head to tidyrevival.com to learn more about how I work with people one-on-one or in the clutter-free home process private community. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to subscribe so you'll always have access to the latest show. 
We would also love to hear your takeaways. Feel free to tag us at Tidy Revival on Instagram, Facebook, or TikTok. The Tidy Revival podcast is written and hosted by me, Carly Adams, and edited by Brittany McLean. Title song, Maverick, is by Dresden, The Flamingo. And until next time, remember that you got this.